Hello, and welcome to Covert Castaway. I'm Holly. Je suis Stéphane. Join us as we share what we learn and how we're making the transition to liveaboard cruising. So we are in beautiful Greece, and we wanted to talk about today a bunch of places we visited. Um, we're just continue to be enchanted and amazed by the beautiful turquoise color of the water. We're sitting in a bay here. It's called Vathasiki um, Bay. Is that right? He's looking at it up. Um, in Greece, which is just south of Lafkada. Vatha Valley. Vatha Valley. Uh, that's where we are right now. You want to describe the scene a little bit and some of the stuff going on in the background? Yeah, this this bay, uh, there seems to be a town over there on the east side, but where we are, um, it's just uh, a beach um, and a little like restaurant. Uh, so it seems like to get there, you basically need to come by boat. Mm-hmm. So you have motorboats coming during the day. And then we have about eight or ten monoholes uh, and catamarans anchored around us. Um, we have um, the bugs in the background. A seagull. Seagulls in the background, so you can hear that. We have the humming sound of the watermaker. A little bit uh, of humming from the watermaker, yep. Yeah, because our next stop is just going to be a narrow way the island of Meganisi and and we're probably going to find hopefully a spot where we can stay for four or five days so we typically don't make water at anchor but um, this is pretty open bay and far away from big cities and stuff so um, we decided to get some water done so that's the buzzing sound you hear in the background and then uh, you might hear the waves a little bit of waves there's Uh, a couple kids on the beach too it's really cool it's morning and uh, we were sitting here sort of waiting for our water maker to get a head start before we pick up anchor and go to our next, our next destination. So we have a lot to cover because we've been to some amazing places. I think last time we spoke, we had arrived in Paxos in this beautiful bay. Like I said, the blues aren't like anything... I've ever seen, I mean, maybe, maybe in Grand Cayman in the Caribbeans, um, you know, that color blue, but I mean, it's Greece, so (laughs) it's beautiful. Um, so we went to Paxos and we were staying, um, in a bay there called the Laka, Laka, Laka Paxos. And we stayed there a few days. Um, it's a small little fishing town, um, you know, a little bit of tourist shops and, and restaurants and cafes, but it wasn't like a big city at all. It was it was what you would imagine when you go to a little Greek town. Um, some amazing food. We found a, a vegetarian-friendly, vegan-friendly place. And then the couple that we're with, Vu and Bella, who we're buddy-boating with, which is actually going to be a topic of our next podcast, um, they were with us too. So we did that. We took a walk uh, over the hill. What was it, like a couple hours? On the uh, other? Yeah, two plus hours for sure. Yeah. Well, initially we were going to rent scooters and 
Oh no, rent were, the car. We we want okay. We decided we'll rent a car and maybe go around the island. But we ended up walking. They we didn't needed have the any exercise. Cars available until noon. Yeah. And we said, okay, let's start walking. Yeah, I mean, when what's happening is we're on the boat a lot and we're going from place to place and we're eating out a lot. And so I think all of us are excited to get exercise when we can. Although you're doing pretty good on your hit workouts and stuff on the boat. I tend to just siesta, but. Mm. <laughs> pretty good so we marched over to um gaios Mm -hmm. which is a larger destination um a much bigger town a lot more touristy types of things we had uh, a nice dinner there and uh anything you want to mention about yeah i mean it's it's uh you can anchor outside um but most boats uh, it's kind of a channel between an island and uh, the coast of the uh, right. small island next to the bigger island and then uh, so it's kind of a channel and people get in there and anchor uh, back to the quay um the med mooring yeah yeah med mooring style um it seems like from 10 in the morning to i think 5 in the afternoon uh, certain spots are reserved for touristic boats, like who make a living for pickup tourists. They do the day trips, day yeah. trip type stuff. Yeah, so it seems that some people came before five and found a spot because mm-hmm. maybe it's still slow season, maybe. Or uh, but we saw also people coming late and suddenly have to go back and forth and try to find a spot. So this is. Um, yeah, this is really, if you want to, you're kind of right in the heart of the town. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it's a beautiful little town. Yeah, we found this little coffee shop slash, they have the cafe bar things right there on the quay. What was it called? Uh, Point, Point Vecchio or something. It was really cute. Mm-hmm. And um, we sat there for an hour or two, I don't know, just, just chatting. Yeah, it was under the shade and yeah. the trees. And, yeah. and I remember saying to myself, you know, this is this is a new concept for me like normally in the u.s you kind of grab your starbucks and you're off to your next destination or even to save more time you order it on your cell phone app and then you just run in and pick it up um sitting at a cafe for an hour or two doing nothing is i mean it's just i'm so grateful for the moment and just taking it in and appreciating it for what just being able to do that is an, is an incredible life change at least for me um so that that was really, really cool. That and going to bed, la- bed later. Bed late, later. Yeah, going to bed later. <laughs> the, so the so the Greek, um, we'll get on to the destinations in a minute, but the, the Greek culture is more like they wake up, they have their day, starts probably around 9, 9.30. It starts, and then all the stores and stuff are open till about 2, 1.30, 2 o'clock-ish. Mm-hmm. And then everything shuts. I mean, there's not a soul in the street. Some restaurants much. and stuff. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah but, but it definitely gets quiet. Yeah, and and like it, it's like everybody vanishes, and we're like, where are all the people? <laughs> and we're walking mm-hmm. around trying to do stuff, and like we just realize there's there's nothing going on. It's like a it's like a Sunday or something. Um, and then people sort of things start opening back up around five thirty six o'clock. And then everybody comes out around seven, eats around. Oh, come, yeah, yeah, eats more like nine, nine, nine or, ten. I was gonna say nine ten. or ten. Yeah, yeah, and then um, you know, and and we like to partake in the zucchini balls and the, 
and the tzatziki and, you know, some of this other, well, I, I cheat with tzatziki. Um, but you've been having vegetarian risotto. I've been having seafood. Um, and then, you know, you're really full and then you go to bed at like 11 midnight or something like that. So, yeah, so it's been a, a nice adjustment to that kind of thing. And we're, we're like, well, what do people do during the day? And, and I think they just lounge and nap. Oh, it gets hot. It's yeah. so hot, it's, yeah. Uh, so it's normal. That's kind of uh, southern Europe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hot and humid. There's not much to do. I mean, people swim and chill, basically. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what that schedule has been like. Um, so when we were in Paxos as well, you met a bunch of French boats, and um, yeah. I mean, I tend to take this kind of paddleboard and and then. Find the French people. Yeah, if I see a French flag, yeah. flag from Brittany, that's a no-brainer. I'll stop by. Yeah, we raised the, the Brittany flag on our boat, so we're getting a lot more French people waving and stuff like that. Mm. <laughs> it's pretty cool. But then the French, uh, sorry, the Euro soccer tournament was going on, and um, you were going to see boats, and you were going to go meet up with um, a boat, Jean-Francois. That, that you met mm-hmm. to watch the game and, and stuff on, on and land. Was, yeah, back in yeah. Corfu. But um, yeah, we've been, it's funny because not making any plans to to meet, um, you know, people pretty much, well, at least people who cruise as opposed to charter, you know, we're going to be moving slowly and we're going to hit some of the major destinations. So a totally... You know, without you any go plans, same, yeah. we just kind of find each other. Find each other, yeah. And he came in Preveza yesterday and or the night before, and then he saw our boat. And our boat is easy to spot because we have big stickers on the bows. Yeah. And then so he's like, oh, I'll stop by. And, and he was looking for a boat, and I just saw him walking by, and they were like, oh, Jean-Francois. Yeah. <laughs> so, so people are super fun. friendly, and um, we've had no problem meeting new people at all. It's been great. So that was Gaios, and, and so then we took a taxi back, and uh, I think we stayed one more day. Yeah, and, one or two more days, and, just to take it easy. We yeah, a, it was so beautiful. Spot. We had a great spot. We had um, us and our buddy boat were next to each other, backed up. We had um, stern tie lines uh, to the rocks. We was had, like, this private little spot in this amazing um kind of bay so it was it was really awesome we weren't bothered too much by a lot of the the traffic and I know last time we complained a lot about the noise and I'll stop complaining about that but um, the tight quarters just really make us on edge um, and get us nervous everything's kind of close so let's see from there we went to Antipaxos which was sort of a whim we were told about it and we were like oh, I don't know if we need to go there but we ended up going to, th- well, there's, there's like three little bays, and the one in the middle is, well, they're, they're, is really well, popular. Antipaxos is just south, right. southeast of Paxos. It's really close. Which and is a funny name, right? It's like Paxos, yeah. and, then, and then Antipaxos is like, I don't want to be like you. I want to not be like you, so I'm going to call myself Antipaxos. <laughs> Something, it's like a weird name. But it's... Um, so there are multiple bays, yeah. but they seem to be like a primary destination where um, tourist boats from Paxos, maybe from mainland, I don't know, brings people to. And we cannot really understand why. Uh, 
to oh, the middle yes. of the bay. To the middle bay, you mean? To well, yeah. it's there are a couple of different bays. We're talking about the north northeast side, right? And but that seems to be a primary destination, probably because one it's close to Paxos, so that's easy for them to Get make to. the crossing and draw people there. Uh, there's probably a good situation where they can tie because those bigger boats where they bring hundreds of tourists. Um, for the day or for the afternoon, they tie up to rocks, so they must have a good spot. They might have an agreement with the restaurant restaurants on the in this bay, but it's it's it was also in Navili seen as like a great. Bay. It was the it was place like, to go. Yeah. So of the bays, he's talking about you know one of them was like the destination spot, like the one where you go. So we were sort of moseying over there, and it's called Mesovica Beach. Yeah. Sorry if I uh, yeah. not pronounce it well. Yeah. Our Greek isn't very good. <laughs> and the other one is Paralia Vutumi. Yeah. So that seems to be the popular tourist destination, the place you've got to go on the Antipaxos to check out. Yeah, I mean, even if you look on Google, you know, it's like oh, beach for these two places. So. Right next to it, north of it, north of it, there's this little spot. So what happened is we kind of we kind of go into the main the main beach where everybody says to go, and there was just a ton of boats already and early in the morning. And it was like 10 a.m., wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And so we're like, oh yeah, we're not going to do that. So maybe what we'll do is we'll try to anchor. Um, or tie up on the beach next to it, to the north is, of it. Which is called Peralia Vica. Peralia Vica. Vrika. Vrika. And pre- Vink- Peralia Vrika. Vrinka. And we were, we were like, okay, well, so we'll just anchor the boat there, and then we'll take the paddleboard, and we'll go check out this really cool beach. So we... Or right we at, anchor later at we, 5 when, when people leave. leave. Yeah, so that was our plan. So... We come into this other little bay, and um, there was a cat. It was smaller, and there was a catamaran pulling up anchor and leaving, which was perfect. So we started to take their spot, and we were like, "Oh my god, this is incredible!" I mean, it was like that deep turquoise blue that got to bright turquoise that gets to like clear at the beach. The water was like super clear, warm, and the sand was like stepping on a velvet blanket. I mean, it was just incredible, this beach. So far, the best sand by a mile. Yeah, by a mile. I mean, the sand... Because a lot of the beaches here in Greece are are rocky, or they have um, coarse sand Hmm. and big rocks, coarse sand and little rocks to big rocks. It just depends. Um, But this beach was just amazing. I don't even know if I want to put a pin in it in Navali and, like, share it with people. It was so crazy good. Yeah. And so then our buddy boat came up, and they found a spot. And um, then um, Electrion, who is a uh, owner, another 47 owner, who we had seen in Paxos, was trying to anchor there, too. But um, there just wasn't enough space with all the day boats there. Uh, so he went, he, he kind of went on and we met w- up with him later in Preveza. But um, we spent the night there. When we were there that night, all the day boats left. We were, what, the only people on the beach aside from maybe one other couple. Um, they came with a small motorboat that yeah. was going to leave later in the evening. Yeah. yeah, and there were no boats. So this was incredible. This was This was a super high point. Um, and definitely what this dream is all about 
I think you know. And, we, and we could do this. It is definitely less protected um, this this right. day, but we could do this because the the winds and the forecast were it was were super fairly calm. Light and, yeah, and um, so so yeah, that that's definitely a high point. Yeah, um, so far. And and it was so funny because in the afternoon there were so many boats on the bay next to us, you could see them like anchoring in deeper and deeper waters, and. Um, and, so and everything we coming and going. Yeah, so we took the paddleboard around the corner because we're like, what's all the hubbub? Like, how great can it be? Like, if this beach is this great, how great is this other beach? And we were completely underwhelmed. Um, it was vacant because all of the day boats had left. But, I mean, it wasn't anything like, I mean, by miles. It was completely a different experience. So we couldn't really understand um, why some of these touristy areas are what they are, which is actually a good lesson, you know. For us is, you know, people kind of talk about and write about these spots, but there are other greater spots mm. right around, like literally right around the corner in this case. So that was absolutely stunning. Um, Antipaxos. So um, I guess there's, uh, Bella was saying that there's five Caribbean-like beaches in Greece, and so far we've been to three of them, and that was one of them. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, so... So that was Antipaxos. So then from there, we went to Preveza, right? That was our next stop. And um, Preveza, you know, what we read about it was, um, what was the word that was used? Provincial. Um, you know, someone, some people had said it was sort of like this provincial little town. And so we weren't, we didn't have any kind of expectations what of I what it would heard, be. Um, was people liked Preveza because it felt more like a Greek town as opposed to when we cruise and anchor somewhere they are kind of a small Greek town but kind of targeted towards tur tourist cruisers right versus Preveza as like marinas and you know so it has plenty of boats but it definitely has the feel of like Greek life yeah like you know it's bigger we town. were we were pleasantly delighted by Preveza because uh, like I said I mean our expectations were kind of low because it was sort of like well it's just sort of a pass-through town it's not really a, a, you know like it, Santorini Greece you know right like it's not it's not no. that it's more European um, but when we came in I mean it was so cute they had all these cute little restaurants and um amazing little gift shops and it felt really local like it had a little buzz and a little vibe to it mm -hmm. there were quite a few people out it has a quay that goes um pretty long yeah. um plus the marina we for the first was it one or two nights we anchored we, we anchored north of the um the the, the, the marina the, yeah the marina yeah. and then um for two nights and then, because we decided to take a, a two-day trip... Uh, Which we can't to wait to tell everybody about. Yeah. Then we uh, uh, we thought that was pretty safe to leave it in the bay. But um, it was eight euros to bring the boat to the town quick. And the marina was 120 or something at night? 120, yeah. yeah. And that's for our boat. So we opted for the quay, right? And, yeah, it was... Well, we also met another for 747 owner... And so it was great because before we move out of the anchorage, it was like, yeah, you have spots, you know. Right, we knew we could come, to yeah. Help with the lines. So we moved there, which allowed us to um, get access to electricity and... and um, wash and, off the boat. Wash the boat and, and um, 
you know, it has some advantages. Mm-hmm. Uh, the disadvantages is uh, it's right on the quay. It's like on the promenade. Yeah. yeah, and and people are going to be out and about until one yeah. past one. That was the fine though. It were, there wasn't a ton of you know. It's not like we were next to a nightclub. You know, we had no, we were next to a restaurant and stuff, and that right was there. all good. The water is definitely the water's stagnant. gross. Yeah, yeah. It, really at times gross. it gets smelly. smelly. Um, and of course, you don't have as much of a breeze. I mean, mm-hmm. it's well protected. It comes, um, yeah, um, it was hot. But it gets hot. Mm-hmm. But we had electricity, so we could run the AC. So. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it had some advantages yeah. and disadvantages. But uh, the price was definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, easy. eight euros a day is is like yeah. nothing compared so, to 120, just like yeah. a little further in the marina. So we stayed there a couple nights. We did some laundry, um, and then we decided to and refueled. Yes, yeah. so and refuel. The stop yeah. in Preveza was. There, there's channeries, there is definitely many stores. So great channeries. It's a great spot to reprovision, uh, to do work on the boat, to get by parts, uh, to refuel at the quay. It was very convenient. There's a guy called Victor. Uh, he comes with a diesel truck, and so we refueled. Um, he provides different services like ice, laundry, mm-hmm. um, you know. And it was uh, very affordable. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about our road trip. That was incredible. Yeah, we rented a car. And that was like really uh, how cheap. Much, how much it was, was it? It was 80 euros for two days. For two days, unlimited mileage. Yeah. And the deductible was like 400 euros in case mm-hmm. we had an accident. And yeah, so we yeah. let's so we went to Meteora, um, which is a region of is it north, kind of northeast, east uh, from Preveza, and um, two and a half, two and hours and forty minutes away. Well, we took the long way. We took what was we thought was the scenic route, which is the windy get get car sick in the back route. Yeah, <laughs> in this and little car, super slow, really slow, uh, and and then the scen- scenery. It wasn't was okay. so great, but um, we found a deserted dam, which was kind of cool. Um, so we did that. So where it is on the map, if you want to look it up, is Kalambaka. Um, but if you Google Meteora, Greece, M-E-T-E-O-R-A, um, you will find these incredible photos, um, that don't even begin to capture the, the, the panoramic scene. Um, it's these huge jutting rocks, um, made of limestone that are really big, kind of like something you might be familiar with from Arizona or Utah mm. uh, if you're in the states not as red but but white limestone and then on the top i think there were originally 24 monasteries built on top of these rocks um we visited what we saw 7 or 8 yeah visited two. we visited two and a half we 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 went to one that was sort of partially open um, but this place is incredible and definitely worth the road trip. Um, we went out there and it was, we got the sunset. It was our anniversary, 10 mm-hmm. year anniversary. So that was really nice. Um, anything else you want to share about what we saw there? Yeah, it's when you're in town and you see those cliffs and, and you're like, well, how do you get there? Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but it's really one side is just like straight, straight down. Cliff. And, and then you can drive or they rent electric bikes. And, and, and this way you can get to the backside and go up. Um, but still, to get to the monasteries, it's like they have like a little bridge. I mean, they, a lot of even stairs when you're on the to, road, yeah, on the backside, it's hard to understand how you're actually going to get inside. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and the old days, I mean, well, still today, they bring stuff uh, with this pulley system, mm-hmm. and um, and they will also they or they will have a, a ladder, uh, like a rope ladder, so they will climb this or. Or kind of a little, yeah, net, uh, and then to they will be lifted up. there. So yeah. it must have been, yeah. I mean, they were built in 13, 1400, I think. Uh, Over a something. series of phases, yeah. yeah so they're Greek Orthodox monasteries, and um, that have been around a long time and have been, you know, built in different phases. Mm-hmm. And, and um, they're very well maintained. That v- was, beautiful. That was like surprising. Stunning. I mean, yeah. One of them, the larger one, the Meteora Grand, they call it, I guess, Uh which was the first one we went to, um, looked like they were in the process of restoring some of the frescoes on the inside, the the paintings. They had uh, original manuscripts. They had, um, you know, little museums that you can follow a little bit of the history. And then the second one that we went to was... um, more modern I, I, I it, the rebuild seemed more modern to me like it was new rock steps that you would see in like a beautiful mansion that was just built or something like that mm-hmm. yeah so um, really gorgeous but the the tip is really the night before you, know, you need to stay there there for a night uh, the night before you can go to these monasteries and as the sun goes down the views are incredible mm. and you have a sunset spot and mm-hmm. so there were probably like i don't know 50 people there yeah uh, about but everybody spreads everybody out. spreads out yeah. and as the sun goes down and you have those monasteries in the background on those cliffs it's it's spectacular i mean you if- have a, another spot uh, kind of on one long road uh, that is a great spot also for both the sunset but also the sunrise. Mm-hmm. But we didn't get up at six o'clock. For no, that. we didn't. Uh, so that's that's the cool thing because you can you can do that road, see the monasteries from the outside, enjoy the sunset uh, while there are not too many people. At least at the time we were, there were not many. And and the next day they open at nine o'clock. Um, and you want to get there early. It seems Before like the buses tour buses come. coming more yeah. at 11. Mm-hmm. And it gets hot quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's a dry heat. It's different from uh, Preveza, which is very humid. So it's but it hotter, was around but it's more 100. Bearable. It was around 100 um, degrees. And yeah, like 36 degrees Celsius. Yeah. And, but it's a dry it wasn't, heat, so it's right, different it from Preveza. Like a blanket. It was which, just hot. Yeah. And then we had a beautiful dinner there by a restaurant that had said it had been established in 1924 um, with the same recipes. So they had really authentic Greek food. They have like a little um, main area with a fountain and all of that. That was really that was really cool. So that town was really cool too. And but I can't stress enough. Like if you're a photographer. Um, that would be a destination to go take pictures. We posted some of the pictures on our Facebook page on Selling Alwyn, but 
I, I just, the pictures don't even capture 1% of what your eyes see in person. Um, and maybe better photographers than us can do a better job. Um, but there's just, I mean, it's just stunning. Absolutely incredible. So we drove back. We took the short way, the toll roads back, which were actually quite scenic yeah. and beautiful. That's nice. What was that little town we took a pit stop? Yeah. There's that- this tiny little town um, that on the way someone had said, oh, if you happen to check out this town, do. And it looked, it didn't look like we were in Greece. It looked like we were in Switzerland or something. Yeah. It's definitely a ski. Um, it looked, yeah, like a town. little. It looked like a little alpine, alpine village, um, and in the summer, I mean, it was lush and beautiful. But it was really hilly. They had all the houses kind of built on the side of the hill, and um, it's a tiny little town. Um, but it was that was really, that was really beautiful. Yeah, and the town is called Metsovo. M E T S O V O. Metsovo, yeah. And it's on the way back to Preveza anyway. You, you can't miss it because there's a bunch of, on the side of the road, you'll see like all of all of these houses like built on the side of a hill. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's definitely worth, like it's, it feel, you have parks shaded with benches. I mean, you can see that, little shops, you know, little you can just relax, hang out. Oh, and, and they had a fruit stand with, I'm not even joking, the world's best peaches. I, I think that was the best peach I've ever eaten in my life. Um, it smelled really good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. attracted by the smell. Yeah. Okay, I need to eat a peach. Okay, so we got we drove back. We went back to Preveza, uh, and then the next day we checked out and um, took off. And so we made our way uh, through uh, Lefkada. Yeah, Lefkada. But we didn't oh. stop. Uh, you want to talk about the bridge passage? Yeah, the bridge opens every hour, um, so you just, from Preveza, it's a pretty short uh, distance. It's a shortcut rather than going all the way around. There's a there's a little bridge. Yeah, and it was uh, about an hour and a half, I think, if I remember correctly. To get there. Yeah, and um, so that was, it's easier to do it probably in the morning as the wind builds up in the afternoon, and the easiest is definitely to time your arrival to the bridge. Uh, which was a little strange because there was a monohull in front of us that had stopped before the bridge and we didn't know if they were just taking pictures because you have a little sandbar and it was quite cute. There was just one woman with her like uh, umbrella like uh, on the beach. So I don't, we didn't know if they were just, you know, um, taking pictures, enjoying the, the moment, or if they were waiting for the bridge to open. Because the bridge is actually outside. deeper in the channel. Yeah. And so and, there was a big And then there was a yacht. motor yacht that yeah. came, a catamaran motor yacht that came behind that monohold. And they stopped I guess too. they were confused too, so they stopped <laughs> behind. And then we came and we were like, well, okay, the bridge Stephane's is going, like, let's go. Let's the bridge is going to party open on. on the hour. Yeah. So we're not at the bridge. I don't want them to be like, oh, no boats or something. So yeah. I'm like, okay, cutting the line. And then they can do whatever they want. So we get to the bridge. And, and people followed us. So yeah. yeah, after that, people followed. And um, so it was this little bridge. So the the ends kind of opened up. So it, so at first it looked like only the ends were open. And I was like, oh, we're not going to fit through there. And I went on. And someone in in Navionics had said, oh, it's a seven point five meter 
meters wide. So I was like, well, we're 7.7 meters wide, so we're not going to fit. Um, that didn't make any it sense. It didn't make any sense because we knew our friend from Electrion went through the day before. Um, but I got the bumper, the fenders out just in case. And then, um, yeah, what ended up happening is the sides lifted and then the whole thing kind of turned and pivoted. And then we went through. And then on the other side, coming right at us was a whole yeah, I didn't think about monohulls. there will be bullets coming the yeah, other Yeah, so there way. are a bunch of catamarans yeah. going one way and a bunch of monohulls going the other way. Yeah, it seemed like. So we all kind of were able to fit. Um, yeah, after everybody started to line up. Properly, know. yeah. Yeah, okay, so. yeah so, that, so that was it. And then we ended up here. And, um, you know, we're here now. And like I said, we're just waiting out our water maker um, to get a head start. And then we're going to head over to, what's our next destination, um, Meganese, so Meganese. it's just um, five, six nautical miles from where we are. So it'll be a short trip, probably just motoring. It's a little island off Lefkada to the east of Lefkada. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, and the other thing is I think when you have ideas about sailing in Greece, I think a lot of people, at least I did, I was thinking more about the Cyclades Islands mm-hmm. and um, all of that. But as we're learning more about the Ionian Islands and seeing them and seeing what's here, um, it's beautiful. And you could spend... You know, multiple seasons here, I think, just in this area. Um, And then other people that have done other parts of the Greek islands always say they wish they would have spent more time in the Ionian Islands. Mm -hmm. So we're just really grateful to be here and be able to spend some time. And then what's our our kind of big picture plan over the next couple months? Because we've been here about a month, so we've got two more to go before yeah. we have to get to Turkey. The general idea is we're going to spend probably three to four weeks uh, south of Lefkada, oh, a bit. And, then, um, and then in all these different islands to discover those areas, like Ithaca, uh, we'll go to Cephalonia. Um, so we're probably going to spend Ithaca. three, four weeks. Yeah. yeah. And so end of July, um, that'll be week seven, we are in Greece. Um, we're probably going to start heading south uh, with the intention of rounding the Peloponnese. So we'll probably make stops. Uh, but the idea will be just round the Peloponnese. And on the other side, uh, we don't know yet what we're going to do. What waits for us is yet to be revealed on yeah. the other side. So that's our general our general plan. So that'll be week you said seven? Yeah, seven. So we have roughly almost 13 weeks, um, or, you know, 90 days. So it will be a little bit over half of our time. Um, but we need to also take into account what well, there's a lot of islands to see yeah. in the agency. And the meltemi, the wind can blow sometimes for a week at a time. So you could get stuck somewhere. Right. And we know at some point um, we have to cross into Turkey, but we want to make our way northeast little by little overall so when we uh, are ex- close to our time after the 90 days we cross to turkey and we will sail will the northerly wind yeah. uh, down the coast of turkey which is going to be stunning and we w- won't even be able to probably touch um, all the places we want to see this season before we leave in december but and the other option we talked about which i don't know if we're going to do or not is 
um, go over to Turkey, spend some time, and then, you know, use use some of our time back in Greece, maybe even fly back to places that we or take a ferry back to places yeah, next well, it year just depends. we'll decide it's yeah there's a lot of different options yeah so that's what we've been doing um definitely living the dream here uh the last f- week or so as we've kind of gotten deeper into these islands in in ionia and that was your birthday yesterday oh it's my birthday um uh, 52 woohoo Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's been really awesome. And, you know, all this work is sort of, you know, that we've talked about for weeks and weeks and weeks. And, you know, all of the things we've been kind of trying to sort out, it just all pays off because you remember what it was all for, you know, when you see these destinations. It's been incredible. So definitely check out our Facebook page for pictures. Um, I'm delinquent on any blogs on our on our website. Um, so the most recent photos are on our Facebook page on Sailing Owen. Um, or drop us a note at sailingowen at gmail.com. Until next time. Bon bon. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, like, or share with another covert castaway. Fair winds for now.